brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. What's up and welcome back to another episode of Two for Two, your sports podcast for the culture by the voices of the culture with Walt Piggies and Marquise Johnson brought to you on the Brawl Network. Episode 13, we have a two for two first, man. I'm so excited to have our first guest on the show. Uh, Romario Pert will be on the show today, a big time Eagles fan. So we'll, of course, get into the drama in Philly. Carson Wentz's bench, Jalen Hurts is starting, so got to dive into that. But we'll also talk some fantasy football as the playoffs are here uh, and also sports betting is heating up. Um, but we'll start things off talking about how the college football season and college basketball season is already once again impacted by COVID and, you know, what's next for the NCAA. So that's how we'll start things off. But two for two, episode 13. Enjoy it. Episode 13, Keith's my brother. What's up? Good, bro. Chilling, man. Chilling. Can't complain too much. Uh, you know, it's a, a tough week for me as, you know, my first week, not in a winning column. Uh, I don't know how to uh, really respond, but uh, we'll get into all of that. But uh, happy belated birthday, though, my brother. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is it the Kobe Kobe year? Yes, sir. Kobe year. All right. Yeah. It's a great year, man. Great year. Um, but uh, I'm excited, man. I'm real excited. We got it. We got a guest on the show today. Uh, Romario, what's up, man? Uh, introduce yourself to the audience. What's up? What's up, man? I appreciate y'all having me on. My name is Romario. Um, like you said, big, big time Eagles fan, you know, having a rough year, rough year this year, you know, but <laughs> anybody got a shot in the NFC East, so I'm not giving up hope. <laughs> not giving up hope yet. He, sound, he sounds like a true Eagles fan, man. Y'all, y'all stay loyal, you know, to, to those guys over there. I don't know how y'all do it, but um, <laughs> I got to give y'all respect for that. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, of course, uh, we got NFL. We're in week 14. Uh, college football season, the season is winding down. College basketball season seems to be heating up right now. Uh, the NBA preseason actually kicks off today as well. So, uh, the big four in the sports world is, is uh, you know, flowing right now. But, of course, uh, COVID is still alive and well. Um, it's really, really strong right now in college sports. 
Uh, a lot of big games canceled this week. I know, Keith, you were really upset. You know, Ohio State and Michigan game being canceled for the first time and who knows when. But, um, man, COVID just killing it. Same thing with college basketball. We had we're supposed to have number one versus number two last week, um, Baylor and Gonzaga. I was really looking forward to that game. But, again, COVID uh, had to cancel that game due to COVID because of uh, some players testing positive. So um, just, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on – uh, the impact that COVID's having in college sports right now. And, you know, do you see any uh, glimpse of hope for, for these seasons to be completed? Yeah, bro. Um, we talked about it before. I mean, I didn't even think the college basketball would make it uh, past like the first week. Um, so for that to be, you know, for whatever's going on to, um, for this to be happening right now, it's not a surprise, but it's very unfortunate. Like you said, that um, Gonzaga Baylor game was a big one. A lot of people had that one circle. A lot of people wanted to see it. Um, and, and unfortunately, we couldn't. You know how I feel about Ohio State versus Michigan. Uh, I think this was the year. <laughs> I, no, I'm just nah, – no, <laughs> I ain't even going to lie. No, nah, I'm not mad that we're not playing because, you know, we're we having a down year. But, you know, still for the sports world, that's like – arguably the biggest rivalry in all the sports. And, you know, regardless, that game doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the team's records are. It's going to be a dogfight regardless, or at least for the first couple minutes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it just, yeah, man, it just sucks. And it just, you know, uh, brings up to, in the question, like, should these guys be playing anyway? You know? Um, and you see just a little while ago, you got uh, Dabo out here saying that he don't think Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff, uh, a team that's only played six games, is what he said. Uh so I'm excited to see how that all unfolds real soon. But, yeah, bro, it's, it's ugly out here. Uh, but hopefully soon, you know, states are kind of closing down, vaccines on the way. Uh, hopefully it kind of gets us back in, on the right track. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I agree. You know, I, I'm, I'm college basketball, I'm, I was excited about it. I'm glad it's back on. Um, that Gonzaga versus Baylor game, man, I was looking forward to it. Baylor, Baylor got one of the best defensive teams in the country. Gonzaga, mm -hmm. the best offensive team in the country. So it would have been a perfect matchup. I was excited about it, but you know, I'm sure they'll they'll try to reschedule it, or maybe not. Depends. Um, but hopefully, down the road they can play maybe an NCAA tournament. As far as the college football goes, Ohio State, Michigan. Let's be honest, man. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan wanted no parts of Ohio State. They wanted no parts of Ohio State. I saw this coming from last week when they said, oh, Michigan had all these COVID. Michigan wanted no parts, right? Oh. And they also, they didn't want to help Ohio State, you know, get into the, to the playoffs, right? Even though um, it, it'll be beneficial for the, big, for the Big Ten because, you know, the money that they get for, for one team make it, it's, it, it splits yeah. – you know, amongst the whole conference. Definitely. So um, it would be beneficial, but I know Michigan, they don't want to help out Ohio State, man. And and I heard you say something about Dabo. Dabo, <laughs> I have strong opinions about Dabo. That's not it's not one of my favorite people in the world. Um, you know, with all his, his views and stuff that he says about college athletes and college athletes being paid, should, or not supposed to be paid, and, you know, how 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 – he sees them. Dabo is not one of my favorite people in the world. So I, I don't want to dive too much into Dabo <laughs> because I, I'll probably, you know, end up saying some stuff about him that, you know, <laughs> but as far as the vaccine goes um, here, I'm in Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, 
the whole state of Virginia just basically got new new rules mm. by our governor the other day. I think it was yesterday, right? Yesterday? Yeah, yep. yesterday. Yesterday. Um, I know we got a curfew now, 12 to 5. So, I mean, we'll see who who, who abides by that. Um, but, you know, I've been abiding by that curfew. Anyway. I don't leave my house. So, you know, 12 to 5, that, that won't bother me too much. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, I, and that's the thing, though, like, it's so much, you know, so many differences around the nation, right? So, you know, MPA, my hometown, Philly, they kind of, the state is shutting back down. I think it goes into effect uh, on, on Saturday or something like that. And same thing, I just saw that with Virginia, of course, with the, the shutdown, uh, the curfew. So it seems like the states are trying to come up with their own plans again, once again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, looking at the NFL, uh, the, the 49ers, had to move out of there. They have to play in Arizona right now because Santa Clara, they had a three-week ban, you know, for contact sports. So, you know, the sports world is, is heavily impacted, of course, by by this again. Um, but, Romario, you were getting into another point just about uh, Davos' comments in the past about not paying college athletes, right? So um, I was watching something, and Jay Billis was talking about we're essentially, you know, taking these college athletes and we're putting them in the same position as essential workers. Um, these guys are tested every single day. Um, these guys are isolated from their families. They're not able to uh, go home or anything. Crazy. They're being isolated on campuses. So, you know, is this fair? Like, w- w- like, how is this fair that college athletes are, are forced to do all of this stuff and not be, uh, not be paid? It's, it's crazy, man. I, I, I think it's, it's wrong, right? Cause all the stuff that you just mentioned, they're, they're, that's labor, right? They're, you know, they're working for these schools. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bringing in all the money. It's crazy because the only reason why they are playing during this pandemic is to bring in the money. They're not playing because they want the kids to have the experience, mm-hmm. right? They're playing because they want to bring in the money to the university. Now they'll probably go out there and say, yeah, we're doing it for the kids. I don't believe none of that stuff. You know, they're, they're playing to bring in the money and, and it's sad that these players are getting, you know, tested like they're professional athletes. You know, like NBA, you have to get six straight tests before you, you know, you can play. Um, I also saw something, I believe it was yesterday. It was um, Koshashevsky. He uh, said that, you know, he's he's canceling. Uh, and this is a touch on your point in, in regards to the, the kids being away from their family. I, I like what, what he's doing. He, um, you know, he's canceling the rest of the non-conference games. And he said he's letting the kids go home. Uh, to be with their family around Christmas time. He, I don't think they're going to be there on Christmas, but before Christmas, he's letting them go home and spend time with their family, right? That, that's a nice thing to do, right? Especially since you have them working, you know, or doing labor for you. It's nice to, you know, let them have some time off and and, and go spend it with their family. But man, yeah, the the Dabo, he, he's not one of my favorite people. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I got you. Keith, what's your take on the whole thing, man? Yeah, it's y'all, y'all, y'all hit it on the head, bro. It's it's just labor. You know, they're out here. It's not about the, you know, the athletes at all. It's not about really anybody but the money makers. It's it's to, you know, and I'm I I've seen a, a lot of college football guys. They're starting to opt out now, and I I'm actually I'm glad. You know, I'm like you know some of these guys out here playing and getting tested every day and doing all this and that. You know, that's that's taxing. You know, it's like. I I've, you know, I remember we talked about it a while ago, like the opt-outs and stuff. So now like just seeing that, you know, they're kind of going through it and that they're opting out now at this point in the season, it's like, I guess they're starting to really see how pointless, you know, them being out there is. 
And I hope more athletes do that. Uh, college basketball, we haven't really seen. I mean, you, Coach K, you know, he did. That's, you know, that's a big move. And I, when I saw it yesterday, I was like, wow, like, I wonder who's next to follow that. Because we always talk about, you know, once somebody does something, the trickle-down effects on the re- right. uh, for the rest of the country. And I'm curious to see, you know, because that's what should be happening. You know, these guys are playing for no reason. Essentially, like, what's going to happen if things don't get any better and then they cancel March Madness again? Mm-hmm. You know, like that effect that the effect that that had on athletes last year that ended their ended their college careers crushed you, them. You know, they they'll never get that back, and they spent all that time, all that effort, and essentially what NCAA is doing is setting it up for that to happen again, and it's gonna crush these kids again. It's gonna just it, it's gonna be, and they're trying to like cover it up. You know, oh yeah. Uh, you get a free year. You can come back and play again next year, regardless of what you do this year. Like, come on, man, that's trash. Exactly, man. And we've been extremely critical of the NCAA on this pod. Uh, you know, we had we had our uh, episode uh, a few few weeks ago called Money Talks, of course. And like Romario was saying, the only reason these athletes are playing right now is for entertainment um, uh, and money. Like, that's it. It has nothing to do with um, them wanting these college athletes to have, you know, this great experience and all that stuff. It's, it's about money. It's about paying the bills. And that's what it seems like these universities are doing. And the NCAA, again, that I've been really critical of them is just for their lack of leadership from the top, right? It should have been a uniform decision from the NCAA's office, right? Don't leave it up to these individual conferences, right? right? If you put your foot down and you say there are no sports going to be played until this is safe for all people, um, then, you know, then I would have gave them more respect, but, um, you know, I, I'm I definitely, of course, hurt for the athletes. Like he was just mentioning those people who, you know, this may be their last chance ever playing playing a sport. So I do feel bad for the athletes in that regard. Um, but I think safety is the most important thing. Right. So currently, like my role is uh, as a character coach at, at JMU. I mean, our season got pushed to the spring. But uh, even here at JMU, it's a FCS school. But I had to be, I had to be tested as a coach every Friday morning. Um, so just uh, just things like that. Um, and it, it, it's just crazy. This new normal that we're living in. Um, and the scariest thing to me is just these long term effects uh, when guys do test positive for COVID. Like we still don't even know what the long term effects are. I think it was a kid from Miami. Uh, he's out for the season. He's out for three months, I think. Um, he was diagnosed with myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. Um, and it's been associated as a possible compl- uh, you know, complication from COVID-19. Wow. Right. So like we're putting these kids health and risk every single day for entertainment and for money and these kids aren't getting you know paid for this it's just kind of like you go do that you be the test dummies you do all of this and you know we'll we'll collect the money that you're making um <laughs> so it's just wild man and I, I i don't know where i don't know where we're going with it um rj keys hit me up uh, i put a poll out about uh you know what should we do with college sports and he uh he mentioned pushing a season back to they should have started in march Right. And I think that would have, you know, been a good time. Like Mario was talking about, the vaccine is out now. As of course, there's a lot of mixed reviews and stuff about that. A lot of mixed feelings about that. But at least by March, we would have had, a, you know, a more clear indication of, you know, what this vaccine process is going to be like and when's it safe again to to be out and about. So that that could have been a, a possible solution. Exactly. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Keith. I don't know about y'all, but um, you know, when it comes to that vaccine, I know me personally, <laughs> I want no parts of it. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's what I was about to say. Uh, you know, we talking about how the NCAA is, you know, running this thing for money. Like, what are they going? Are they going to force the athletes to get the vaccine? I saw like the NBA. They're they're working on their vaccine policy. Like, what are they going to do? So, what's the NCAA going to do? Are they going to be like, oh yeah, you got to get it, or you can't play? 
And that's when it's gonna get it's gonna get touchy. That's exactly. when it's gonna get touchy because they're not these they're not under contract. They got a scholarship, but this is not a contract where they're getting paid. Exactly. That's that's what I want to see. See how that goes. Yeah. So this whole vaccine thing, that's a whole nother fiasco, man. I try to reach out to my friends who are in the you know the, the the medical field and you know science and all that. I try to try to get you know some information out of them, but it's still so many unknowns, man. That's the scariest thing about it all. But uh. I hope the NCA puts their foot down eventually. And more than anything, I hope these coaches are looking out for their athletes. Cause as a coach, you tell these parents that, you know, once they enter into this school, you know, you're, you're kind of that parent away from home. Right. So uh, I, I want these coaches to really step up and, and take a stand and like coach K and, and protect these athletes, man. Coach K is one of the most respected guys around all of sports, you know, ever one of the best leaders. And for him to, to step out and, and make a statement like that is powerful. And, and I think a lot of coaches, um, you know, should follow suit and, you know, we'll see how the rest of this unfolds. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, man. So trying to transition out of that, uh, you know, that craziness, but still kind of related because um, I'll kind of get into my first point just with COVID, how it's impacted the NFL. But um, we'll just look at these last few weeks in the NFL season or the last week um, about the big upsets and like I said at the beginning, I'm not thrilled about uh, this first one, but uh, my my Steelers, we, we we finally went down, man, and 23-17 loss to the Washington football team. Yes, we did. Uh, our undefeated record was ruined by a team with no name, um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'll let y'all start start out, and um, and then I'll of course, you know, I I, I gotta gather my thoughts man i gotta i gotta try not to be so emotional in this first segment so i'll let y'all start it out but uh keith you know who did you learn more about in this game was it washington or was it the steelers sorry walt man i tried <laughs> i tried really hard this this season i you even got me on the bandwagon you know i'm out here telling people that you know i was a, i was born a steelers fan my dad's a steelers fan i got pictures i'm like i'm showing it all like they're, they're my second team you know what i'm saying but this week, man, y'all showed that that offense has, which has always been shaky, it just showed even more that they might. I mean, what Chase Young say? The, the Ravens game exposed some things. That's what he said. He said it exposed them, and that the Washington game exposed some more things, man. Y'all's play calling, which you have said before, is terrible. Y'all's run game, also not very good. Uh, Juju didn't look great. Juju and uh, Chase Claypool had probably their worst games of the, of the season. And it just showed, like, <laughs> we were talking about before we got on, uh, with all the injuries on y'all's defense, it's like, 
can y'all's defense still carry y'all, you know? And I think, I think what, what it showed, what last week showed was that uh, y'all's offense is going to have to do a lot more if y'all want to uh, compete in the AFC and compete for this, uh, the Super Bowl. I'm not going to overreact and be like, oh, y'all are terrible. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, it, it just showed that something's got to change offensively or uh, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Cause I mean, you, you guys are playing teams that can score it, you know, the chiefs can, can score in 30 seconds, 10 seconds. If they play in the bucks, uh, the, <laughs> the, the bills can score too. You know what I'm saying? And, and so for y'all, y'all's defense is great. That's y'all staple, but y'all have so many injuries that are piling up on y'all at this point that the offense can't just be in cruise, cruise mode all game. They got to put up points. So what i got for you <laughs> i got you yeah um he's ba- he basically went over everything you know the same the same i see it all the same man what one thing that i learned from this game and i don't I, it may sound like an overreaction but i learned that the stillers they 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 can't they won't be able to hang with the chiefs oh, man. They, they won't be able to hang with the chiefs man we'll i see. think i think the chiefs <laughs> the chiefs are the class of the afc um they the offense is unstoppable and the chiefs defense isn't bad. You know, I see, you know, people, it may look bad statistically, um, but that's because they're putting up points. So the other team got to start throwing right to keep up. Um, But the chiefs got some solid players out there. And I I think once the chiefs get up on, on on the, on the Steelers, you know, it's going to be a long day for the Steelers, man. Um, I, I kind of think the Steelers defense at this point is a little bit overrated. And the reason why is because the secondary, the secondary is shaky, right? Aside from 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 Minka, at, at safety, the corners. I mean, which one of those corners is gonna hang with Tyreek Hill, right? Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna check Travis Kelsey? Cam Sutton, right? right? I I don't think any of those guys got a chance against Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. The only spot where I think the the Steelers got a shot is, of course, you know, up front on the D line. They got TJ Watt. He's probably going to be the defensive player of the year. Um, but the the tackle that he's going up against, Shorts, he's one of the best pass-blocking tackles in the NFL and the right tackle, right? So I just think um, I'm just looking at it from a matchup between the Chiefs. Them head-to-head, I think, is going to – it's a mismatch, um, you know, for, for the Chiefs' offense versus their defense. And obviously, the Steelers' offense, man, you want to talk about a team that can't run the ball – I don't know if it was Benny Snell or or no James <laughs> Conner, but Benny Snell, man, he's out there. I don't know what he's doing out there, man. I'd rather see McFarlane in the game way more than than Benny Snell. I don't know about you, um, but I'm not I, I'm not really a big fan of Benny Snell. Um, but hopefully, if if Conner comes back this week and and they can hang with the Bills, um, I think the Bills are going to win the game, obviously. Um, if the, if Connor come back this week and they can hang with the Bills, then 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 that will show me something different. But I, I, as a but from a point of matching them up with the Chiefs, I don't think they got a shot against the Chiefs. Man, Walt is boy wow. there. Wow. Walt is boy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, is it my turn on the mic? Is it my turn? All right. So um, you know, first and foremost, I do agree that you know we learn more about the Steelers in this game, right? So. You know, with Washington, you get what you get. You get a you get a great defense. Um, you know, an offense that that'll a game manager in Alex Smith. He'll you know he'll make the right plays, but uh, he's not going to win you the game. But um, their defense, the 
Washington's defense is as solid as it gets up front. You know, Chase Young, you know, we got Sweat and all those guys. So I wasn't expecting a blowout just because of the way our offense has been trending downward uh, in these last few in these last few games. You know, we struggled against the Ravens. Um, but I will say, you know, I'm not going to overreact to this loss, uh, you know, because we're still in a great position. You know, we're still in a great position to win our division. We're still in a great position to be a one or a two seed in the playoffs, which means we'll play at Heinz Field for the most for most of the playoffs, right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to overreact there, but we did learn that something has to be done, you know, on offense. Accountability needs to happen in terms of these receivers. We got some young talented receivers. I love Chase Claypool, but Keith, you you you've heard me in the past. I said, man, I wish I could work with the kid yeah. because he's so raw. He's so talented, but he's so raw. Right. Same thing with Deontay Johnson. Right. Being a former receiver myself, I like to analyze the game in that way and say these guys have superb talents. They have great physical traits, but there's something that's missing, man. It's you know, it's, it's, there's something that's missing from these guys. Right. So I think Ben needs to get these guys back on track. I think they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit. Claypool as a, as a rookie has like eight touchdowns, something ridiculous like that. Johnson has been having over 100 yards. Right. But this game humbles them. man. It, it humbles us more than anything. Uh, as a young team, we're a young team. Yeah, Ben's a vet, but offensively, this team is very young. Um, so I, I do think we're, we'll be more humbled and, and focused moving forward. But then the play calling. We talked about it before the show. The play calling is is what's really killing the team, right? Ben Roethlisberger, 6'5", almost 300 pounds, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you on the one-yard line. We had seven plays inside the two-yard line on the goal line, right? And not a, not, not a quarterback sneak, not a single time. We're throwing the ball. We're throwing trick plays. We're throwing the tackles. And it just doesn't look good. We have fourth and, fourth and one. We go five wide and throw the, throw the ball to a rookie, uh, rookie running back. I'm with you, Romario. I love McFarlane. I love the energy he brings. But he's just not that guy yet. You know, our running game, we've been exposed all year. Connors has had a surprisingly good year. But he's not a home run guy. He's not a consistent, you know, running threat. Um, so there are legitimate holes in our offense. But I, I do think talent-wise, in terms of the guys on the edge outside with, uh, you know, Claypool and Johnson and Juju, James Washington, Ebron, who's been playing good this year, if they just can, you know, get rid of the case of the drops, because I don't know what was up, um, you know, I think that we have the talent to, to really compete with teams in the AFC, man. And I think it's the mentality. But my, my question to you is, match because the way I looked at this as, you know, as how do I see the Steelers versus the Chiefs, right? That's what mm -hmm. I focused on. What do you? What did you see when? When because the Chiefs, that's who you got to beat. That's what you mm -hmm. got to beat if you want to win the Super Bowl. So what do you see? What do you see when you when you when you envision the matchup between the Steelers and the Chiefs? Do you think y'all have a shot to stay in the game or, or or win the game? See, that's the thing, man. I, I do believe that the defensive on on defense. I think we got We have enough there to. I mean, not stop the Chiefs, but to to limit the Chiefs, man. I don't I don't see the Chiefs putting up big numbers against us, uh, just because I know we can pressure, uh, we can put pressure on Mahomes and make him uncomfortable, right? The Chiefs they're not unbeatable. They lost to the Raiders, right? They went up big against the Bucks, but the Bucks did come back and you know make that a close game. So they're not unbeatable. You know I think Mahomes does gets he gets he gets too relaxed at times. Um, and then I I think what the Steelers do great and what we did last week, right? We took Terry McLaurin is an elite receiver in this league. We took him completely out of the game. Lost um, fantasy game. You know, Logan Thomas had a had a sneaky game on us. Uh, Cam Sims had a sneaky good game on us, and they kind of they made you know one or two big plays that really helped them uh, extend drives. But 
we put them, we put the the uh, Washington in some bad situations, and I, I I think that what the Steelers have done in the past, they've always do this. They take away the other team's best option, right? So the Chiefs do scare me because they have Kelsey and Hill, right? So we got to kind of pick our poison. Um, but I do think we can limit the big plays, and that's what the Steelers' defense is known for, limiting big plays. Joe Hayden's not the elite corner that he once was, but he's been playing a solid this year. Uh, we're getting we're getting healthy again. Mike Hilton is back. He's a, he's a dynamic player in a slot for us. You know, can pass rush and do a little bit of everything. So he's back. But we will miss having, uh, you know, Spillane there because the Chiefs, they, have a, they can get a, a running game going as well. So I think just trying to figure out the linebacker issues. Devin Bush isn't there anymore. Spillane may be out for a few weeks. So. Avery Williamson, who we got from the Jets, he was a great player on the Jets. He was just getting comfortable with our scheme. So I think if he gets back into things, he'll be a solid player. Um, but I think T.J. Watt's going to have to be big. He's going to have to play better than he played against Washington. And not having Bud, um, they can pay a little more attention to blocking T.J. Um, mm-hmm. So Highsmith, the rookie, is going to have to step up. He's going to have to step up. Uh, Two and Cam Hayward are going to have to continue to dominate on the interior. But uh, I do think we match up well against the Chiefs, man. They have great talent. Tyreek Hill is a special guy. Travis Kelsey is as good as it gets at tight end. But I think that the scheme on defense is, is meant to take away other teams' best options. And Sammy Watkins has been real quiet this year. You know, he's been hurt and banged up. And, you know, Miko Hartman, he's he's not there yet. So I, I don't think that they have a lot of other guys on that offense that can, that really, you know, scare me. They got two guys, I think, that scare me a whole lot. But uh, but I think the scheme will be designed to stop them. And uh, Mike Tomlin, he'll, be, he'll have the guys locked in, man. It's, it's offense, man. It's offense. Can we put up enough points? That 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 was that's that's the biggest thing. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. I guess I guess we're we're, we're just gonna have to respectfully disagree on that. <laughs> I, I I hear all the stuff that you said about y'all defense matching up. Well, I just don't think there's a way that that, that y'all can stop the Chiefs when on what? offense. But look at the Chiefs. Look at the Chiefs last week against against the Broncos. The Broncos, though, the Broncos got a good de- uh, people. People, the Broncos head coach Vic Vangio, he's one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. So, and and another thing is, these are divisional games, right? The games that the Chiefs that are that they're they're having trouble with, these are divisional games where teams know the Chiefs. They play them every single year, right? So these teams know the Chiefs. Like, remember when Justin Herbert first played that game against the Chiefs? The Chiefs struggled in that one. Divisional game. The game that they lost against the Raiders? Divisional game. The game that they almost lost again against the Raiders? Divisional game, right? So these teams, they know they know what the Chiefs like to do, right? So they know what to, what to look forward to. But when, when you get to these one-off games against, you know, Steelers potentially in the playoffs, the Steelers, they don't see the Chiefs every year, right? So they meet and look look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they didn't, they didn't, they don't the speed that Tyreek Hill had, they probably never seen a receiver like that before in their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Tyreek went out there. My bad, Keys. Tyreek went out there and, and ran it up on them, right? They, they don't see it. They play them every four years, right? So I, I see what you're saying. Um, you, you see the it, it looks like a good matchup, but in my in my opinion, when when guys aren't used to this type of speed and they play them one time a year, it might get ugly. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that point because um, we we talked about that on last week's. So, you know, when you don't see a team as often, you know that speed you see it on film. It ain't the same when you see it on the field. Uh, but I mean, I think the the thing that the Steelers are good at, and when you look at the games that the uh, Chiefs struggle with, like you said, they were divisional games but their opponents made the game ugly. 
And I think right. that I think that's something that the Steelers, if that game is ugly, you know, cold, uh, you know, all the conditions that when you think of the Steelers just throw in every type of yeah, obstacle that you can imagine in that game, and it's just a ugly low score. I could see it being a, a ugly low scoring game where you know I, I think, like you said, I agree with your, your take on the Broncos. So imagine the Steelers, who are actually like more talented defensively right. than the Broncos. They, I feel like the Steelers would have a chance if they could do that. Uh, I'm not gonna say that the Steelers beat them. Cause I just not, I'm just not gonna make my opinion yet, but I do see where both of y'all are saying uh, how that game could get out of control, but I also see where Walt's, you know, I think the Steelers have a great coach in Mike Tomlin, great yeah. scheme. And they could, yeah. if anybody, if I, if I still trust anybody to take them down in the AFC, it's going to be the Steelers. I agree yeah. with you there. The, the, the Chiefs are an unbeatable team, man. They're, they're, they're a great team, man. I, I love them a lot. Um, I, I think they're so talented, but they are beatable, man. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, even in their playoff run last year, they had to come from behind and beat the Titans, you know. Like, it wasn't it wasn't an easy one. They had to come from behind and beat the uh, the 49ers, right? So, this team, they're beatable. They they When they go on, when they get hot, they do get hot. But I think the Steelers do a great job of limiting teams from really, you know, getting hot. We haven't given up a lot this year. So, um, more than anything, I think this is a good wake-up call for us. It's better to have this one out of the way now. Um, but Ramari, you were getting into your point, man. That we play the Bills this week. Um, I think this is a huge game. This is a statement game. Uh, the team that wins this, I think, will you know will stamp themselves as the second best team in the AFC right now. Uh, Josh Allen is having a career year, coming off a big, big week. Stephon Diggs is top five in the league in receiving yards, having a good, real you know big year. So, um, you know, what's your what's your predictions for this week? And uh, can the Steelers get back on track? Yeah, man, I don't know if you remember um, when you were over my house earlier this year and um, we were talking about the Bills and I told you that I had I actually earlier, my, my preseason prediction was the Bills. I had the Bills coming out the AFC. I don't know if you remember that. Now, obviously, things have changed. The Bills are still good, but, you know, obviously, you know, that's not likely. I was just, you know, throwing out a hunch earlier in the season. The Bills are they're having a good season, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I'll put it like this. Every single year since Josh Allen's been in the league, I've drafted him on my fantasy league, on my fantasy team, right? Um, So I I really, really like Josh Allen. Um, So I don't don't want my opinion to be swayed based off of me liking Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is – I think he's the real deal, man. A lot of people didn't didn't take him for real for early on in his career, but look what he's done ever, ever since he's gotten weapons. Right. His, his two years ago, when the year before John Brown got there. Right. You could see a glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. And last year, John Brown got there. He, he got a little bit, you know, someone who can make a little bit of a plays. And he had a he had a better year this year. Stefan Diggs. Right. Now he's top five in the MVP in the MVP voting. So I think, you know, Josh Allen's the real deal. Uh, the matchup against the Steelers, I think it's going to be a good game. I like the game. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching this prime time, uh, I believe. Um, I think the Steelers – I already gave my opinion about this. I, th- I think the Bills are going to win. I-, I think the Steelers, they're, they're, they're going to – if they, if James Conner can um, – if he can give them a run game, I think they got a shot to, to you know, steal the game. 
Um, I don't I don't see it happening. The Bills were pretty strong last week against the 49ers defense. Their defense looked real good, even though you know 49 is playing with a backup out there. But um, you know, Bills defense looked real good. So um I think the Steelers got a shot this game. Um, if James Conner can give him a good running game, because I think that's what the Steelers are lacking right now. It's a, it's a consistent, good running game. They try to do the, the, the short passes to make up for it. Um, you know, obviously that didn't work last week against uh, the Washington football team. Um, but I think if the, if the Steelers get a good running game this week, I definitely um, think they can win the game. But, you know, I, I, think, I think Josh Allen and the Bills are rolling right now. Got you. Uh, I, I think they do. I think the Steelers get back on track. Um, like you said, um, I think this this week or this past week was very humbling experience for them. A lot of young guys, like you said, I mean, you see those guys, they're on TikTok every week after they win a game. The, the whole wide receiver core just having a blast. And it's good to see that they're having fun. But I do think they got, you know, really comfortable. And um, I know a guy like Ben, I know a guy like Mike Tom, like they're going to use, you know, they're going to, those guys are going to learn from that. And um, what better way than to go against another AFC type of contender, to, you know, the following week to, you know, prove that, you know, you've, you've learned from that. I, I think they will. Uh, I, I like, I like the bills a lot too. I I'm just like you. Uh, I drive Josh Allen every year as well. And I got him this year and uh, he didn't get me to the playoffs, but uh, <laughs> He did all right. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I, I do like, I do like the Bills a lot. And I think this game is going to be a really good one. And I think it's the perfect, you know, test for the Steelers to prove to the world, you know, all right, you know, last week was just last week, you know, that that's not, that's not who we are. And uh, so I'm not a betting man, but I would bet on the Steelers this week. If you, uh, if you did bet, uh, the Steelers are the dog. So you'll get good money. Steelers right. are the two point underdog. So. Oh shit! You know you'll you'll get good money if you if you if you throw something on there. <laughs> Got you, man. So of course, uh, you know, I, I I'm not gonna be a, you know a complete you know Steeler homer here, but um, I do think that you know they'll get back on track. I'm I'm a big Josh Allen fan as well. Uh, you know, I'm lucky to have him on one of my fantasy teams, and he's carrying my team as well. But uh, you know, he's definitely in that MVP race, and the Bills are a team that I think you know are really good. They're they're solid. They only bad loss I think they really have is, you know, that game to the Titans where they absolutely, you know, dropped the ball. But, uh, you know, I think the Bills are really solid. But uh, I think the Steelers are, are the, the, you know, more complete team. I think Mike Tomlin will have them ready to go coming off of that. And I've always feel like the Steelers are a team that plays up to the competition, right? They, for some reason, Tomlin has always struggled against teams that he's supposed to win. They always play two, two close games of that. So, uh I do think that they'll be more prepared and more locked in than they've been in weeks. Uh, and this is an important game. The next three out of the four uh, games that the Steelers play is against playoff teams. You got the Bills this week. Um, you know, then they had the Bengals, which Monday night, which is, you know, not a playoff team. But then they play the Colts and then they finish with the, the Cleveland Browns, who look great right now. So I think this is a statement game uh, for Pittsburgh, and I think they'll get it done. Hopefully James, having James Conner back will, uh, you know, will be the difference maker. But uh, definitely, definitely, like you said, it's prime time, so everyone – Definitely will be tuned into that. Um, but we're going to, you know, switch things over to the maybe even a bigger upset. Uh, we had the Seahawks and the Giants. And, you know, Romario, I know you were upset. I know a lot of my boys were upset at Russell and, and, and the Giants because uh, they lost some people some money. They, you know, they dropped the ball. That offense just disappeared. So my question to y'all is, you know, what's up with Russ and the Seahawks right now? Russ and the Seahawks. I don't know, man. It's. 
you know, at first, you know, early in the year, we were talking about how bad their defense was and how, you know, Russ is tr- has to carry these guys every week uh, because the defense isn't there. But then, I mean, this week, the offense was just – they didn't come. You know, they didn't come to play. It was it was weird. I mean, you got to get a respect to the Giants. They've been playing pretty decent. They have a pretty good defense. Uh, uh, one of the more underrated defenses in the league, I would say. And um, – but you still wouldn't expect that from the from the, the Seahawks. All that, mm-hmm. all those ta- all those guys they have, Russ, DK, Metcalf, uh, Tyra Lockett. I I don't, and I just it's mind blowing how bad they look, especially at this point in the season. You know, uh, the COVID thing about not being able to practice and all that that's gone out the window. Uh, you know, this is this was a team that at one point in time. Russ was your guy for MVP. He was my guy for MVP. Uh, we thought they would come out of the NFC, perhaps. But now it's just—I don't—I don't even know, man. I think they—I think they've lost. I don't, I don't know if they have an identity. I think that's for me. I don't think they have one, um, and they're just out there hoping and praying right now. The way the way they look, man. I—I I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, man. Um, I, I I agree. I have some strong feelings about this game because uh, this game kind of burned me last week. Um, I had a nice little uh, parlay going, and the only team that didn't hit was the Seahawks. Um, so kind of burned me. Um, as far as Russ, man, Russ, Russ, Russ is he's been disappointing. I don't I, ever since. I don't, I I can't I don't I can't remember the game, but he's 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 been disappointed. I actually um I think he's trying to force the ball too much to Metcalf. I think he's I think he's forcing the ball too much to Metcalf. Like I was watching him last week and he's just staring down Metcalf. Metcalf isn't there, he wants to run. I think he's just you know, I think now nah, Metcalf, he's he's the real deal, right? I I'd I'd st- I'd look for him every time too, but I feel like he's he's not going through the reads like he did earlier in the season. He's, he's looking straight towards Metcalf every single, every single play. And I think that's getting him into trouble a, a lot. Um, you know, the Giants aren't a bad team, not a bad – they got a good defense. Um, but come on. Come on now. They, they definitely shouldn't have lost that game. And I'm not just saying that because I, because I netted it, but I'm just saying it because they shouldn't have lost the game. You know, the Giants playing the NFC East, they have, what, two or three wins um, or maybe four now. Uh, I don't think at this point I wouldn't give Russ a single MVP bet, not a, not a single MVP bet. Um, I think he's after last week, he's, he's out that, out that race. I think it's a two man, two man race now between uh, Mahomes and um, Rogers. Uh, Russ burned me last week, man. That's all I got to say. That, that Rams game messed, messed up, uh, messed Russ up, man. He, he, yeah, that's what it was. He bounced back since seeing that, the Rams. Yeah, that's what it was. When he turned the ball, I think he turned over what four times, three yeah, or four he, times. Yeah, a rough one. Yeah, it's been it's been a tough, uh, you know, last month or so for for the Seahawks. You know, they lost uh, they lost the back to back games to the Bills and the Rams. Uh, then they came back with the with the close game was Thursday night against the Cardinals, and then they struggled. You know. Struggled to beat the Eagles handily. You know, they, they won by six. Um, and then they, they lose to the Giants by five. So, you know, the last four games, they, ha- they haven't won. They haven't been in a game that's been over, you know, seven points. Every every game they've been playing, it has been close. Right. So it's like this team, I don't know if they just they're struggling to figure out how to win or what, but uh, they outgained the Giants. 
but they couldn't convert on third down this game. You know, they had, you know, they couldn't convert on fourth down. So they couldn't convert when it mattered. Um, So it is a little bit confusing just because Russ did seem like he was, you know, on this hot streak at the beginning of the year. Uh, DK Metcalf is putting up crazy numbers as well. Uh, But I do see that he's kind of breaking down. Lockett has kind of disappeared in the last few weeks. Um, And then they don't really have a third guy to rely on. Uh, They don't have, you know, they don't have a a good tight end to really rely on. Carson is getting back in the swing of things on the running game, but the running game hasn't been reliable this year. I'm in the defense who have everyone has been so critical of this year. They play well, you know, granted the Giants don't have a great offense, but they play well. Gallman did kind of run all over them, but. Yes. You know, but through the, but through the air, you know, they did. They only gave up 17 points. That should be enough for a Russell Wilson led offense mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to get the win. So I don't know, man. So I, I guess I'll ask the same question, you know, similar to the, you know, the Steelers and uh, Washington team. Like, who did we learn more about? Like, did we learn that the Giants are for real um, or are the Seahawks, uh, you know, not a legitimate threat anymore in the NFC? Ooh, this is a tough one. I mean, <sighs> You know, it's hard having a, a Giants fan sit right next to me. He, he, <laughs> he's waiting. He's waiting for me to give his boy some props, man. I mean, I think, I think we learned a little bit more about the Giants, though. I will say that we, I, I think the Seahawks. We know that. I think you kind of know what what you're gonna, who you're looking at, or when you're watching the Giant, uh, the Seahawks. You know, it depends on how well Russ plays, right? When Russ doesn't play well, they're not gonna win. Um, when he can't get DK the ball they're not going to win. Um, I mean, I think Russ is like their second leading rusher. You know, he, he has like 40 less yards than Chris Carson. Granted, Chris Carson played less games, but like that just shows that once his, once DK is not there, Russ is gone. Like he, like, like you say, he's, he's taken off. And Tyler Lockett was a guy that I think was, he's a very good receiver. Uh, and you know, he's gone. So you kind of know what you're going to get from, from the Seahawks, but the giants, I think they showed, man, they, I mean, they're, they're first place. I think they showed that they, they're, I'm not going to say they're a contender. They're for real, but they showed that they're not, you know, just, uh, you were going to walk in here and, you know, just run you, run you off the field. And that's it. You know, they, they've played everybody tough all season. And I think they, they've lost a lot of close games. I think this one was the one where they showed, you know, we can play, and they and they won without Daniel Jones, who is, I guess, their franchise quarterback. But <laughs> no, I mean, no offense, Giants fans. I guess, I guess that's that's the guy. He's looked better, but yeah, I mean, they showed their defense has now played very well against some of the top offenses in the league. I mean, they play well against the Seahawks. They play well against the Bucks. They play well against pretty much everybody. They just gotta win win games. So they've shown that they can contend with pretty much anybody. I'm not going to say they can beat anybody, but they can contend. And then that running game, we, when they lost Saquon, you're like, okay, well, now they don't have any running backs. Like you just said, Wayne Gallman, he showed that he can – hey, he's not, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's not bad at all. And I know, I know Chico, he, he hates when uh, Alfred Morris is in the game. And, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he hates when Alfred Morris is in the game. Uh, or uh, was Deion Lewis – um, it, Wayne Gallman showed shoot he he him and him and Saquon might be a good little two headed monster next season uh, when they get back. So and that that receiving core uh, with Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, I mean hey, they showed they got some pieces. So I think we learned a lot about the Giants. I I, I said last week I liked where they were headed. 
you know, I like the direction uh, that they're going uh, with Joe Judge and them. I still don't really like uh, Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. I think he's very uh, conservative of a play call. But he's always been like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think the Giants showed us, man, that they they can come out of the uh, the East and they'll give somebody a, a tough game. I, I don't know who, but they'll give somebody a tough game. Yeah, man, I, I I totally agree. I was actually when you were talking, I was pulling up a text from last week between me and my coworkers. We always talk about uh, betting and betting props, right? And my coworker last week, he got he was like, uh, D- take DK DK Metcalf on a- on any prop this week. He's playing the Giants, and you want to know what I said to him? Don't sleep on the Giants. Don't sleep on the Giants because they got a good defense. That's what I, that's what I told him, right? So as far as what what you know who who I learned a lot about or learn more about last week um you know i think i think the giants they're legit to come out the nfcs right um it's definitely the giants honestly i know i know what i'm gonna get from russ russ you know russ in the playoffs you know we we know we're gonna get from russ he's they're gonna give you a tough game they're gonna give you a tough game. i just don't think they're gonna be able to pull it out against a team like you know the packers or, or the Saints, you know, but they'll definitely give them a tough game. I'm not saying that the Giants are going to win a playoff game, but, yeah. you know, what I, <laughs> what I learned last week is that, you know, the Giants, you know, they're, they're no scrubs. They're no scrubs. They can hang with, you know, teams with who are supposed to have legit offenses, like, you know, like the Seahawks. They can hang with them, um, you know, you know, because of that strong defense. And, and like he said, the, the, the Giants got some skill players. Bro, if, if Evan Ingram can catch the ball – <laughs> if Evan if Ingram could catch the ball this year, the Giants the Giants would have about about six seven wins. If Evan Ingram could catch the ball, um, the Giants are the Giants are they're, they're good. You're good. Obviously, you know we're going to touch on this later on about the NFC East. But you know you can based off of where I'm talking about the Giants, you can tell where I'm leaning. Um, you know with that, I definitely I'm impressed with the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are they're battle tested. That's that's the first thing, man. They they have been in these close games before. Um, and I think it, that's what, you know, ultimately was was the difference maker, right? They they made the right plays when they needed to. Um, and just looking at their schedule, no one outside of the 49ers game where the Giants, I don't know what happened that game. They just didn't show up. But outside of that game, they've been in these close games and they've been winning the close games. You know, they they won the close games in the division against the against Washington. They've won close games in the division against the Eagles. Um, so they've been battle tested. And Joe Judge, uh, he's he's got something over there in New York, uh, they're, they're building that culture there. Um, you know, Bradbury at, at corner, you know, he, he, he stood toe to toe with DK this year. Um, he, he's been playing tough all year at corner. Um, he, he's been, you know, one of the, the biggest surprises this year. Um, but that defense they're they're gelling together at the right time. Uh, and then offensively, I don't want to say Daniel Jones, you know, could learn from Colt McCoy, but he can learn from Colt McCoy and just take care of the ball. You don't have to be Superman. We'll get into this a lot in our next topic with this Superman complex at the quarterback position. But when you have a solid defense, you know, you don't have to do that. Right. So if Daniel Jones can turn more into a game manager, uh, Keith, I'm not the hugest Jason Garrett fan, but I, I do think he calls plays to protect his players. Like he knows their talent. He knows their level as well. Um, I, I don't think the play calling in Dallas was ever the problem. You know, I, you know, I think he, Dak played to his potential. Zeke exceeded his potential under, under Jason Garrett. Um, and I, and I think he has these guys ready and prepared. Um, but Sterling Shepard, he needs to step up. Uh, I think he needs to really step up and really take, take over at receiver. Darius Slayton, who's a young guy, it's only his second year in the league. He shows up here and there. Evan Ingram, you know, he has 
great talent. He, he's, he can get open, but it's just can he finish the play? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his biggest <laughs> thing. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that the Giants, they, they proved a lot, man. They, they proved that their defense is legit. Um, and it, it'll come down to can Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, can, can they do the job at quarterback to, uh, to really put them over the hump? Because they play the Cardinals this week. It's going to be a tough one. Then they play Cleveland. Then they play Baltimore. So that could be three losses in a row potentially. That, that's that you playing, you know, I think Arizona, their best chance is to go two and two. If you go two and two, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be, that'll be enough to get them in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it'll be a lot to see though. And, and one other thing on the Giants, you know, as you were talking, I, I was looking, I'm looking at the, um, in the NFL, the teams, cause you, you mentioned the Giants, you know, not really getting blown out by teams. I'm looking at the teams with the best ATS, um, the best ATS record against the spread. So the teams that are covering spreads in the NFL. The Giants are number two, right? So that means Vegas. Vegas has been wrong about them all year. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, number one is the uh, it's the Dolphins. They're nine. They're nine and three. Okay. So Vegas has been wrong. Vegas has been wrong about the Giants all year, and the Giants have been proving people wrong. So don't sleep on the Giants. Don't sleep on the Giants, man. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the last team out of the NFC least that we'll get into today um, are those Philadelphia Eagles. You know, my hometown team, Romario's team. Um, I still don't understand how you're, you're a Steelers fan. I, 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 was, I, I don't get it. I was raised a Steelers fan, man. My pop was a Steelers fan growing up, so I'm I'm happy that you know that I landed into that because because <laughs> because I don't know how you know I can't imagine being an Eagles fan because I, I see what y'all go through. Um, so last week, man, y'all had y'all had another tough one, man. Y'all had a, y'all had another tough loss. Um, but the big news, of course, is Carson Wentz being benched for Jalen Hurts. We heard the murmurs, you know, a few weeks before, like Hurts will get more involved. Of course, y'all, you know, y'all wasted a second round pick on this guy, so it's like. Are you drafting him to play or are you drafting him to sit? You gave Carson Wentz this huge deal, this big record-breaking contract, and now you bench the guy, right? So Jalen Hurts is starting this week against the Saints, you know, the team that's leading the NFC right now. So, you know, is this the right move to bench Carson Wentz now? Oh, man, I'm I'm going I'm to go and I'm going to get out of the way. <laughs> Mario, the floor is yours, man. Man. <laughs> Listen, the this is one of the most frustrating things, right? And and y'all y'all might be surprised by what I'm about to say. Like this this is really frustrating because I don't think Carson's the problem. I don't think Carson's the problem. I just think it's the fact that they don't have good this year. It's, it's a lot of injuries on the O line, right? There, there's not there's not enough stability around him this year. Um, Deshaun Jackson. 
You know, he's been down all year. He plays one game, he's out for another six, right? Alshon Jeffrey, don't don't even get me started on Alshon Jeffrey, man. That, that, he's a joke. <laughs> the, the, Zach Ertz, you know, Zach Ertz. We're gonna, I'm going to get more into Zach Ertz later when we talk about fantasy. Um, you know, the the whole O-line. Before, before the season, we lost um, our right guard. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but he's one of the best right guards in the league. Brooks. Huh? Brandon Brooks. 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 And we, la- we lost Brooks. He's one of the best, if not the best, right guard in the league. Um, we lost we lost John, Johnson at tackle. Um, Peters left. He, he, I just got something. He's out for the year now. Peters. Um, he's just now out for the year. So the only you know real starter that we got in there is, is Kelsey at center, right? So I, I just think it's not been the stability around Carson has not been good. Um, running back, right? Saunders, Sanders. He plays one week. Next week he doesn't play, right? He just hasn't had that much you know stability around him. I love Carson, man. I, I love Carson. Uh, Mackenzie, she, <laughs> Mackenzie, because he's my wife. She, um, she was watching. She, I was watching the Eagles game last week, and I was just tearing up Carson, <laughs> tearing up Carson. And, and, you know, she's looking at me like I'm crazy because you know she knows I love him. I follow him on Twitter and all that. Um, but it, it's been a, it's been really disappointing. But I don't think he's the problem. I don't think he's the problem. Uh, he's had a he had a good connection. Keith mentioned it. Um, he had a good connection with Fulgram. Uh, I believe you mentioned that off um, off air. Fulgham, Fulgham's from ODU, uh, shouts out, you know, I'm an ODU alum, so, you know, I love all my ODU players, um, so f- hopefully Fulgham can stick around, but it's not, we, we need more than Fulgham, our, our first round pick uh, this year, uh, Rager, complete disappointment, I know he was out earlier in the season, but he's a complete disappointment, imagine if we would have gotten Justin Jefferson, <laughs> you know, that, those are the things that I'm looking at right now, I just don't think we have the right pieces around Carson, um, as far as Hurts goes, man, I got mixed feelings about Hurts. I want to see him play, but at the same time, I don't. You know, I don't. I, 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 I want Carson to stay out there. You know, fight through this. I understand what they're doing. That you know, they want to see something different at this point. You might as well, because you know, the, the season's. You know, even though they're in the NFC East, the season might already be be over. Um, I'm. I, I hope. I hope Hurts does do well, but I think ultimately next year, I want it. I want it to be Carson. And I wanted to be Carson's team. We're paying him all this money. So I don't want, you know, even if we trade him, we're still, we're still going to, you know, be against the cap anyway, right? So um, I think we should just stick it through with Carson. He's a good player. Carson West is a good player. He just, you know, sometimes he makes some foolish, foolish decisions. Um, but I, I think, you know, he just doesn't have that much stability around him. I'll see what Hurts does this week. I don't think it's going to be that much. I hope it's not that much because I got the Saints defense in my fantasy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I hope he doesn't do that much. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm just, I've just been disappointed in Carson this year, but I don't think he's the problem. Keith, chime in, man. You heard, you heard from the Eagles fan. Um, I know we, we have a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan base on this, you know, pod. Uh, that listen to this pod. So, uh, Keith, you know, let me let me hear your uh, your non uh, Philly take. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Carson Wentz, man. <laughs> I just don't. And part of it is because in my group, in my friend circles, when you bring up Carson Wentz, they like to bring up Jameis, right? And I get really upset because I'm like. 
if this was Jameis, he'd have been gone, right? You know, like if Jameis did this, whatever. I, I understand. I get the line and the, the skilled players and all of that. But, I mean, uh, I saw some last night. It was like the Eagles are like 11th in uh, pass block win percentage or something. And I'm like, I know that's not all – that's not the, the whole tale of the tape. But you see sometimes Carson Wentz back there jittery as I don't know what. He's nervous. And he's just – like he does, that little duck thing that he does in the pocket, every time he does that, I scream. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> please stop doing that. Like he just takes – I don't know. And and then he's just very inaccurate as well. It's weird. I don't, I don't think the guy's bad. Like I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think for him he might just need – to move like him and Philly might just need a divorce. Maybe he goes somewhere else. I don't know. But I just I don't know, man. I've I I wouldn't say I've ever really been a fan. Even when he was like MVP talks and all that, I never really thought he was great. But he's all right, I guess. Uh I also but I don't really think that benching him was the right move either though. I just don't like I understand like you drafted Hertz and they, you know, what uh Doug Pearson said he they needed a spark or something. But it's like, I mean Jalen Hurts now has to go play with the same people that Carson Wentz just played with. Exactly. And I'm not really <laughs> sure what you expect to happen here now. And on top of that, now the Saints, you're playing the Saints. So his first start is against the Saints. He's going to get eaten alive. And I just think that's a terrible way to set, like to start off his, this man's career. Like you're about to set him up the same way y'all done got Carson Wentz set up. Exactly. So. It's just like, I mean, at this point, I get you want to see, you know, what, what the guy has me. You, you did to waste a second round of pick on him. Uh, so you got to see if he, what, it, what, he, what he has. But I don't know if this is the right time or the right way to do it. Uh, and and like, like, like you just said, uh, y'all paid this man Carson Wentz a lot of money. A lot. So you might as well just, I mean, what, what teams usually do at that point is they try to surround them with more talent to kind of help. And they haven't done a great job doing that. They drive to Rager when Justin Jefferson was sitting right there. Uh, Man, don't start <laughs> on that one. It's, and then what? At the beginning of the year, y'all was having y'all, – y'all got my man Ertz all messed up because, you know, y'all don't want to pay him. And he, right. Now Ertz – that's why Ertz said, forget it. I'm just – y'all don't want to pay me. I ain't going to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be hurt too. <laughs> Deshaun, y'all invested so much into Deshaun Jackson. And I could talk about Deshaun Jackson – forever because what he came to Tampa and did pissed me off. He Deshaun Jackson hey the man's about his money. Yes he's, he's a thief. Exactly. He's, <laughs> a thief, he's in Tampa. He's doing the same thing he did in Tampa right now in Philly. He wouldn't practice. He got uh, his finger hurt or something. And now all of a sudden it's like he now he has five broken bones or something out of nowhere. Like that dude just out here collecting checks for this. He'll play one game have a nice game, get you like two touchdowns or something, do his little dance, all of that, talk his stuff. And then he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm done for a year. I showed you I can still play a little bit. <laughs> and he just still goes off. Right, you, know, <laughs> you know, I can still do what I got to do. But, yeah, that that guy, I don't know. But, I don't know, the Eagles are just in, in shambles right now altogether. I don't think – I don't like Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't think he's the only problem. I think he's a part of the problem. But the problem – we could go in about Doug Peterson – uh, the general manager, all of that, if we wanted to, but yeah, nah. I think they've set my man hurts up too for failure. Uh, that's all I'll say. 
Yeah, it's a it's it's a tough situation, and I I feel like it's a it's kind of a lose lose situation here because, uh, yeah, I get it. Carson Wentz is having a, a tough season, um, and he's not the Carson Wentz from you know from a year or two ago. I get that, and I, and I see the numbers, and I see you know he he's turning the ball over a lot, but my biggest issue is with you know the the management of like why even draft Jalen Hurts in the first place to create this quarterback controversy. Right. So I get I get Carson Wentz. He struggles with injuries. I, you know, I understand his his history and stuff like that. But when you draft a second round quarterback, the, the intent is for this guy to, to learn. You maybe sit for a year or two. But at some at some point, you want this guy to play. You want you, you believe that he's your guy. So this quarterback controversy was brewing from from week three and week four. Eagles 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 lost a few games and it was already a quarterback controversy. Right. So. They were setting Wentz up, and then for Hurts, I, I think it's Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, I think he's a big believer in Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson, it's like he has the gun to his head now. It's like, you know, you play play the kid <laughs> or, or else. You feel me? So it's like, he's like, all right, man, hey, I'm going to put the kid in against the Saints. Let's see it. Let's see it. You know, let's see if he can swim now. Um, so that's kind of how I'm looking at the situation. But it's a lose-lose. Like, say, say Hurts plays great, and the Eagles win these next four games. Then next year. What no. are you doing with Carson Wentz's contract? Who, what other team can accept that contract and is willing to pay him that money? But, but the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, for me, it's a lose lose, and I, I just don't see where you go from this. I, I, I one hundred percent agree with that one. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, you know, from Jalen Hurts got there, bro. That's that's when, that's when everything went south. Because you, you know, mentally, mentally, Carson has that in his head. There's no, there's no question about it that mm-hmm. this whole year he's been playing, he got, he, he hurts is in his head because they're like, just like, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say, look what Aaron Rodgers is doing yeah, with I, I was... in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. So those are completely different players. I mean, no, he's not in the stratosphere with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah. That, that stuff, you know, it, it, it could get to you. Um, And a guy like Carson who makes shaky decisions, I can, I can see, you know, him, having some uh, mental effects from, from having hurts behind them. For sure. I, I was going to say, he's no Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, no, uh, not even in the stratosphere. If, that, if that's what they thought, you know, they messed up because it, yeah. it, it's not pushing him to get better. This made this man crumble completely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it's, a, it's a completely different situation, though, too, just because Aaron Rodgers, uh, of course, he's, he's as lead as it, it gets at the quarterback position, and they drafted a quarterback in the first round. But you, we do have to, you know, you know, be realistic that Aaron Rodgers is at the latter part of his career. Carson Wentz is supposed to be yeah. in the prime. He's supposed right. to be entering his prime. You don't draft the player. Like, they didn't draft Aaron. The, the Packers didn't draft Aaron Rodgers in a prime of Brett Favre's career. He was at the tail end, right? right? So even if Aaron Rodgers plays another four or five years in Green Bay, you know, that makes sense. Carson Wentz is supposed to be the franchise player for eight to ten years at least at, a quarter, at the quarterback position. So it just it never made any sense to draft a quarterback that early. No sense at all, man. I, I, I think, you know, the, the Eagles completely got this entire draft wrong. The entire draft, they got it completely wrong. From Rager to Hertz to the other wide receiver we took, Hightower. I haven't seen him do anything all year. I mean, they just, they just got this entire draft completely wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, that leads me into my final point on the Eagles. Um, you know, if you're the GM or let's just say if you're the owner, right, 
is Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, do you do you bring both of them back next year? Or, you know, what do you do in terms of leadership next season? I don't think – I don't – see, people – they the thing with the NFL, and I mean, I guess it's not just the NFL. I guess it's most – it's a lot of – it's most sports. But the, the so quick to get to somebody's job, you know, it's so – it's so quick to start talking about, oh, now I understand Doug Peterson's been there, you know, a few years, but the man won a Super Bowl. The man won a Super Bowl, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta give him the players that were on that Super Bowl team is now at the back end of their careers, mm-hmm. right? Like l- looking at well, aside from well, Carson was didn't even play. So look at do like uh Alshon Jeffrey, right? He's at the back end of his career. Fletcher Cox, he's getting up there in age. Uh Brandon Graham, he's getting up there in age, right? So my point is those you you, you just gotta know how to recycle. Right. Get some fresh players in. And that's where it comes back to that draft. You know, they they could they're complete. They're not drafting well. Right. Like if you compare the way how the Saints draft compared to the Eagles, it's not even close. Right. The Saints, the Saints have been hitting on picks year after year after year after year after year. Right. And the Eagles, you know, ever since that Super Bowl, they haven't been hitting on nothing. Right. I believe the player that we took in the, in, in the first round that year when we won the Super Bowl was Barnett. Uh, the, the defensive mm-hmm. end from uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. All right. I believe, it, and he was good that year. But now we're at the back end of his his rookie contract. We might not even resign him. Yeah. Right. So the Eagles, you know, they they they've not been you know hitting on the draft. I think that's that's where their debt that's what's hurting them. Um, as far as Peter, who should go, Peterson or, or Roseman? I, I I don't think I don't think we should fight, get rid of any of them this this offseason, right? I think we should give them another year with a with a good, um, you know, everybody healthy next year. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, it's the NFL; you never know who's going to be healthy. But I say that you give them one more shot. Just give them one more shot. Give them another year. Hopefully, players can stay healthy next year, and, and we can see something different. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think people are so quick to pull the trigger especially in the NFL, you know, one bad season, you got, you're gone. Like that's not going to help your franchise at all. You just set them back further. Uh, And I mean, for me, uh, I think, especially in a year like this, you know, with COVID having the impact that it did, I'm not a fan of anybody really losing their job in a COVID year, uh, except for uh, Adam Gase. (laughs) 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 but um i i do think you, you hit it on the head bro they they gotta draft better and this also i think this is the you get them this offseason uh are they seeing all right we failed this year uh we're gonna get they're gonna y'all looking at what maybe a top probably a top 10 pick at this mm-hmm. point depending on how well y'all fin- or how poorly y'all finish off the year this is your chance to try to make it, you know, over like, you know, retool. Like you said, a lot of you guys are older now. And I think the thing is y'all tried to hang your hat on. Okay. We got all these guys that were with us when we won this Super Bowl, but they're getting older, getting hurt. Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, like those guys are older now. Fletcher Cox and uh, Brandon Graham are a nice little duo, but they're getting older now. Uh, You know, you bought in um, Slay. Slay. I mean, and yeah, slay is slay. You know, you, it's not you know great, uh, but 
you know, you gotta you gotta bring keep bringing in more ta- uh, more young talent, you know. And I think the Eagles are an attractive destination. I don't know how much money y'all have uh, to bring in free agents next season, but not much with Carson, right? Contract, but you know, y'all gonna have to hit on the draft. And if, I mean, it's very clear as day who y'all need to draft. I, if it's not Jamar Chase, if he's there, y'all don't draft him. Fire everybody right there. If that's if, if that's what you want to do. Do you, do you really want to see the Eagles take? <laughs> uh, wide receiver uh, uh, again. I mean, we took Matthews a few years ago in the first round. I don't think the Eagles Arcega are really White side. Yeah, Ray. I don't think yeah, the yeah, Eagles no. are really yeah. good at drafting wide yeah, receivers. They're not. They're they not. Dra- if they draft Chase, Devontae Smith will be drafted a few play- picks later <laughs> and be and be the greatest rookie <laughs> right, of all time. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe y'all shouldn't touch the wide receiver. <laughs> you know, with all of that considered. Yeah, right. But uh, uh, the Odell to Philly, Walt said something about I said, that. I said he that. Did. I can see it happening. He did. Right. He Good. can play against Hopefully. the Giants twice a year. Yeah, I th- and I, yeah, and I think, you know, that's something that y'all, you know, that is possible. But to, you know, to fire the guy, uh, I know how he, a lot of people, a lot of Philly fans, I hear his name a lot. Uh, nah, he's not a popular guy currently. But I think you give them another another year, man. Y'all, the, but it's gonna start with whatever y'all gotta do a quarterback. Got to figure that out like asap. Because uh, the con- the controversy, like we said, is gonna be on unless unless uh, you're not really getting rid of hurt. So if if Carson Wentz is gonna stick around, uh, the controversy to, has to be dead. Maybe maybe uh maybe that could have been a plan all along, right? You you play Carson or you play Hurts these last four games, Hurts. Absolutely looks like a you know like a beast like a fewer fewer uh, surefire thing and you build his draft uh, you build his uh you know trade his value. his trade value yeah. you know what I mean and then you trade him for a first second round pick hey maybe maybe I that agree. was a plan all along <laughs> I, I, I hope it is I hope so. I hope so man I, I, listen y'all are giving me hope right now I'll take all the hope that I can get this this hasn't been the, the good you know a, a good year for for Eagles fans so I'll take I'll take any hope that I can get man. Got you. And then, you know, the last last point, I mean, we we all kind of, you know, said it in the NFC East, I think. Or, or I'll just, you know, ask y'all one last time. Are y'all going with Washington, you know, New York, or, or Philly? Who, who's coming out of the NFC East when it's all said and done? I got New York. I, I don't I don't believe in – the Alex Smith story is great, but, <laughs> you know, we're I'm watching that game against y'all and – Washington fans are like, yo, this man is not it, bro. He's not it. And then magically they win, and now they're just talking so much. It's hilarious. But, you know, their defense is all right. But, like I told some of my friends, they're, if they didn't have that front seven, their back end is not really like that. You know, they're, it's not really like that. Uh, the Giants, I think they have a little bit more offensively. Um, and Philly, I, don't, I think for their sake, they should just let it go. Um, so, yeah, New York. Got you. Yep, yep, I agree. I, I, I think the Giants, they, they got everything you need to win this d- division. Um, so if they don't win the division, I, I honestly, I think it would be, they should be disappointed if they don't win it, um, because I think they're they're definitely the better team when you compare them to the to the re- to the uh, Washington football team. Um, so I think I think it's the Giants. Gotcha. Uh, that's me too. I think it's I think it's going to be the Giants just because I think both of these teams will finish the season two and two. Uh, It'll be tougher. I think Washington has a little bit of a tougher schedule. A plan of 49ers, Seahawks, Panthers, 
but then the Eagles. So, I, I, but I do think they'll finish two and two, and then I think the Giants will finish two and two as well. And I think the Giants own the tiebreaker, and that'll be the the difference maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's who will win the NFC East, man. So we'll have a seven and nine team representing the NFC East in the playoffs. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical from that conference. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, mean, that's all we got for uh, the NFL talk for this week. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, all new players can play free for millions with your first deposit. Here's how it works. First, create your DraftKings DFS account and make a deposit. Second, DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to these contests. Three, draft your lineup and go for the millions and top prizes. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. There's a minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. At the top of the episode, we, we mentioned we got a, you know, a sports betting guru. I'm, I'm going to talk you up some, Romario, in the house today on the episode. So uh, this week, man, looking at looking at the schedule, um, any advice or any games that stand out that you want to, you know, that you want to help get some people paid out there? Yeah, man, I, I um I, I wouldn't consider myself a, a, a guru, you know. <laughs> it's something that I do as a hobby, something that's fun, you know. It's, it's fun to, you know, if you watch the games and you, you know, you bet on them, you know, you just can't pay too much money on them. <laughs> um, it's just something fun, a, a nice hobby to do. I actually have a my one of my coworkers. He goes up to um the casino in West Virginia because uh, betting isn't legal in Virginia as of uh this year. So I think that's going to change next year. Um. But anyway, the point is the uh, the West Virginia um, is where my coworker goes, and every now and then I tell him, you know, put it, put in a few bets for me. Okay. Um, one game that I like this weekend, and as far as sports that I like to bet, um, the NFL is not on top of that list, right? Uh, to be honest, it's somewhere towards the bottom of that list, right? My 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 comfort sports is definitely college football. Um, and, and some European soccer, right? Now, a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm sure your listeners, they probably don't, not too big into soccer, but <laughs> you can make some good money uh, 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 if you understand, um, you know, betting, betting soccer. But as far as uh, football, I do have a, I do have a good, good game you can bet this week in the NFL that, that I like, me personally, um, and I'll give you the reasons why. But my, one of my favorite games um, for this week, I guess I'll do the NFL first and save the favorite for second. So the one, the one NFL game that I like um, this week, and we, we we actually talked about it earlier in this episode, is I'm, I'm fading my squad. I'm, I'm fading my squad. The line right now the, for the Saints versus the Eagles game is uh, minus seven. Um, I'm sure you can get seven and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, um, at whatever. It's going to shift leading up to game time. But I don't think – I think that game is going to is, is definitely going to hit. The Saints are definitely going to cover that seven um, with ease. And it's, it's because of things that we touched on earlier, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts is starting. Um, I just don't see any way how this game does not get ugly. I, I don't see it how it doesn't get ugly. The, the Saints, they have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and they're going up against a rookie quarterback who – you know, we don't we don't know what he has. We saw him for a little bit last week against uh, the Packers. You know, he did some good things, but now they got film on on him, right? And one thing you know about the NFL is once they got film on you, you know, it, it, it's a wrap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that game's gonna be 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 pretty ugly. I think I can see the the Saints winning anywhere from 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 ten ten plus. Um, I, I think they'll they'll definitely. I think the line should be about nine and a half. Um, just based off of how I see the game playing out, um, I think the Saints win by around ten. So, um, if you if you there are any betters who listen to this, um, go ahead and jump on that um, before Sunday. Um, I'm I'm loving the Saints. Uh, and and one key thing, I don't know um, if your listeners are, are, are professional betters um, or or not, or if they're somewhat um, used to betting or familiar with it. So key things to pay attention to is, is are, are key numbers, right? So this game right here is right on a key number, right? Seven, right? Because most football games, they you know, um, I don't know what the percentage, but a lot of football games they end the teams win by a touchdown, right? Uh, most of the time. So one key thing to pay attention to is if the game moves up or down, right? And what I mean by that is if the game shifts from seven to six and a half, you're going to see a lot of people jump on the Saints, right? Because you're getting them um, at six and a half. And what that means is this: if the Saints win by seven or more, they cover the spread, right? If the spread is at seven flat, if the Saints win by seven, exactly, it's a push. So you just get your money back that you bet, Right. So if that number shifts down to six and a half and you get that key number of six and a half, they're going to, everybody's going to be all over the Saints, right? And vice versa with people who, with people, whoever likes the Eagles this week, right? So if that line shifts up to seven and a half, people are going to jump on the Eagles, right? The people who like the Eagles, they're going to jump on the Eagles because, you know, if the Eagles lose by, and, and the way how it works is uh, the Eagles are plus seven and a half dogs. So if the Eagles lose um, by seven, they covered the spread, right? Because they didn't lose by more than seven. Um, or if, if they're just plus seven it's, and they lose by seven, it's a push, right? You get your money back, right? Um, so that's how, so that's one thing to pay attention to the key numbers, right? If it, if it goes up to seven and a half, you might see more people taking the Eagles because you're getting a key number of, you're getting seven points. Um, and if it goes down to six and a half, you'll see a lot of people jump on the Saints um, because that's a key number. Um, as far as my favorite game this week, um, and I didn't get too much into the gist of uh, things, different things to bet. You know, uh, I'll just touch on it now. You can bet the points on the game or the total, um, you know, how much the, the teams are going to score um, over under on that. Um, I'm, I'm actually getting into an over under here uh, for college football, but it's on a specific team. Um, I'm not, it's just that team's total. Um, it's not going to be the, the game total, just that, that team's total. So right now, the Alabama is their their first half point total is minus 27 and a half right so what that means <laughs> is if Alabama over their over under if Alabama scores 28 points they cover that right okay. if, if they score less than um 28 points they don't cover it right Alabama has been rolling I don't know if y'all pay attention to college football um, lately. Uh, last week in the first half, Alabama put up 45 against LSU. 45 against LSU. And this week, they're, fac- they're facing Arkansas, who's an even worse defense, right? So the the over-under, um, and it, they're on the road. So typically, I looked at the schedule. Alabama hasn't really they, – they're still blowing people out, but they played a little bit better um, at home. Last week, the game was on the road at LSU. Um, this week is it's on the road at Arkansas again, but I just think that uh, 27, 28 points for Alabama in the first half, the way they've been playing. I don't know if y'all are y'all been watching Alabama lately in college football. They Devontae Smith 
absolutely unstoppable. Last week, he faced who's supposed to be the, the best corner in college football, uh, Stingley, Stingley. Yep. sophomore, absolutely roasted him, roasted him. And I, I just think that Devontae, from Devontae Smith to the quarterback, Mac Jones, um, to the running back, Harris, I think 28 points, they, they'll cover, they may end up covering that against Arkansas. And one key thing to pay attention to, Arkansas is a team that likes to go quick. They're an up-tempo team. One of the few up-tempo teams in the uh, SEC. So, well, Arkansas are going up-tempo, and they're probably not going to move the ball against Alabama. Alabama's going to be getting the ball back quick, quicker. Um, I think 28 points, they may be able to hit that by the end of the first quarter, if not early in the second. So, I think if, if, you, if you're a betting person, 27 points, 27 and a half points for the Alabama first half, Easy money, easy money right there. Um, and the reason why I stick with, I try to stick with first half totals is that obviously when teams get up big and, you know, late in the game, they're going to put in their backups, right? A team like Alabama, they're probably going to be pulling the quarterback, um, you know, at the end of the third quarter. So the game total, you could do it, um, but I feel more comfortable going with that um, Alabama first half, 27 and a half. 27 and a half because I think they can put up 28 in, in the first quarter. Got you. Y'all heard a hair first, man. Y'all heard, y'all heard a, a little, little sneak peek of, you know, some, some sports betting uh, advice, man. Uh, college football, first half, that's some that's new news to me, man. I'm not, a, I'm not a sports better, better myself, but uh, sound, sounds about right, man. I definitely understand that Alabama jumps on teams early. Second half, that's why a lot of people don't like college football is because of that. And second half, you know, starters are arrested. So, you know, it definitely makes a lot of sense, man. And going against your team, going against the Eagles, I know a lot of my boys, they, you know, they they struggle sometimes to bet against their teams. Uh, me, you know, being a big fantasy football player, I don't even like when I'm playing against guys that are playing the Steelers <laughs> on fantasy football. So, you know, betting against my team, I, you know, it, it's got to be tough. But, uh, hey, like you said, it helps you be more invested in the game and helps you have some things to look forward to. So. Definitely, man. Appreciate that. I know our listeners out there will definitely appreciate that. So, you know, put those put those in, and uh, well, definitely me, me and Keith and Ramari were talking. We may uh, later on just have a, another whole segment or another episode where we could just kind of just talk some more uh, sports betting info and fantasy football stuff. So we'll definitely uh, get into all of that maybe down the line. But um, we'll just finish off the episode how we usually do. Uh, we'll do our last dollar segment. Um, so me and Keith. Uh, we'll, we'll catch y'all up on the standings. Uh, so last week, I knew I took my Steelers. Uh, they, they, they didn't come through for me um, against Washington, of course. But uh, Keith, I'll let you have the floor, man. I'll let you pick your uh, your squad first and you know see who getting you paid this week. All right, man. I, I think I'm making a little comeback. <clears throat> Hopefully, <laughs> not you lost last week. I'm not sure. I don't remember all my picks from last week. But my first one uh, this week, we're going to go ahead and kick them while they're down, man. Uh we talked about Russ earlier, but they're playing the Jets this week. And uh, I don't like Adam Gase or the Jets. <laughs> so I got the Seahawks over the Jets. All right. That's solid. Very, very solid, man. Um, I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Romario, we'll, 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 pick, we'll pick ours. And then I just want you, you – you, you can take notes if you want. You know, give us a little bit of feedback on our picks after, after this. And, um, and that's, that's how we'll close out. We'll let you give us feedback on our picks and uh, tell, us, tell us what you think. All right, for me, yeah. for my first pick, it's it, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough. It's a tough week. It's some it's some close games, some some divisional matchups that I see out here. But uh, 
I'm gonna go with the Titans, man. I'm gonna go with the Titans over the Jaguars just because they have to. The Titans got to bounce back. Uh, I don't think Mike Vrabel can let them, you know, fold like they did last week against the Browns. I think they gotta step up. And Mike Glennon, we talked about him a little bit earlier. I don't think that the Titans are, are losing to no Mike Glennon. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Titans for my first pick. Okay, okay. Those, you know, those are the two easiest ones. So, like you said, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, Ramari already said. You know he don't like his he don't like his boys this week, and I don't like him either. <laughs> so I got to say it's over the Eagles. I'm rock with that one. <laughs> solid, very. That's a solid pick, man. Um, and for me, I'm a, I'm gonna go with that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Packers over Lions. A Rod, Devontae Adams, too much um, for the for the Lions to compete with. All right, my last one is gonna be. You know, bold. I haven't done this in a while. I think the last time I picked my team to win, we lost. But I like my boys this week. I'm playing the Vikings. You know, they they on they're streaking, but they're playing close games against really bad opponents. Uh, you know, that Jags game could have went either way. And I just think the Bucks off of a bye, Tom Brady in December, heading in the you know playoff time. My my boys are primed for a, a run. I got Bucks over the Vikings. Okay. Uh, for me, my last pick. Uh, this may be a preview of a of a playoff game. I can see. Um, you know, if the Chiefs get that two seed, I think that the Dolphins will will probably be that last that last spot in the AFC playoffs. Uh, Chiefs Dolphins, a good game. Um, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I, I don't think even if Tua, is, you know, is, is back in form, uh, the Dolphins defense has played solid this year. But but I think that the Chiefs got a little bit too much. Uh, and I think that especially coming off of a you know a slower game last week against Denver. You know, they'll be in great weather down there in Miami. Uh, perfect for Patrick Mahomes, perfect for Kelsey, perfect for Tyreek Hill, and the Chiefs will, will get it done over the Dolphins. And that's how I'll, how I'll close it out. Uh, Romario, any any feedback on, on our picks? Yeah, as y'all were picking, I'm writing <laughs> – I'm looking at the spreads of all these games. I'm writing them down. Y'all, y'all are picking all the teams that are heavy favorites. Like, these are literally <laughs> – these are literally the teams with the biggest spreads. I, that's I don't. That's why we try. That's why we trying to get money, man. None of y'all risking it. None of y'all taking <laughs> a, a three point spread. Not even an underdog. Like what? What's up with that, man? Uh, y'all, y'all don't like to venture too far out your comfort zone, huh? We we usually um, we usually have we usually have one risky one out there, but uh, I mean. We getting down to the end of the season. We try, we try and get the dub. <laughs> I try to get my record up, man. Walt, Walt try to take off on me. <laughs> I, I, I'd say this: if if there's one team that I, I, if there's one team that I think could lose on the list that y'all gave me, oh man, it's, it's the Bucks. <laughs> I already know it's the Bucks. <laughs> it's the Bucks. It's the Bucks. If there's one team now, I don't think they're gonna lose the game, but like you know, Dalvin Cook. Uh, if Dalvin could get going and hit hit a couple, the game's over. Uh, the Bucks are gonna be able to hang with him because the Vikings' defense suck. But if you can't stop Dalvin Cook, then um, and, and it's hard. To, and the reason why I'm emphasizing that is because it's hard to stop Dalvin Cook. Um, I could see the the the, the Vikings. Uh, they could win the game. I'm not saying I don't think they are, but they definitely could win the game. And also, don't don't sleep on the Jaguars too. You know, Mike. <laughs> I mean, don't like Glennon is trash, but Jaguars, they got some solid skill players in the Titans defense, bro. Really bad. The Titans defense is com- – I don't it's know a, what's going on. It's a divisional game, on. too. It's a divisional game, too. It so it does, it does game, scare right? me a little bit. It definitely so, scares me a little bit. I, I, I don't I don't know um, about the Titans. That I, I, I'm 
if I'm betting uh, games, I'm not betting the Titans no more. I'm done. That defense is – I don't care. Who, you can play the Jets. That defense completely off my books. Um, but I could definitely see the the the, the Titans and the um, and the Bucks taking an L this weekend. We'll see, man. Me and Keith, we'll, we'll catch y'all up. We'll check we'll check back in with y'all next episode and update y'all on the standings. But uh, it's been fun, fellas. Uh, Romario, really appreciate you. You know, coming on the show today. Um, and you know, that's it, man. Keith, enjoy your, your birthday weekend, my brother. Um, to our yeah, listeners out there. Oh, appreciate that, man. No doubt. Uh, to our listeners out there, uh, continue to support us. You can follow us on Twitter. Or follow us on Instagram, my fault. Um, follow the Broad Network. Uh, appreciate the Broad Network again. Uh, check out some other podcasts on the Broad Network. Uh, I'm on one Sixers Broad. Um, so, you know, check that out as well. But follow us on Instagram. Leave us five stars. Comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until next time, 2 for 2, episode 13, we're out. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.